Let's recap Spurs Knicks. Look at the first half, second half. And isn't it good the Spurs are kind of hovering around 500? You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Emily Swallow, and you are listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hope everybody's having a great work week. Almost there. We're almost out of the woods, and the weekend will be here upon us. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts, Google Play, iTunes. The list goes on and on. Seriously, pick a platform. We are there. YouTube, Ken's 5 Plus app. There's no reason for you to not subscribe to Lockdown Spurs. You guys are the everydayers. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with a purchase of the Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 infections. Get yours today, jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So yeah, before we go ahead and bring in our guest, uh, Raul Dominguez of the Associated Press, we're gonna look at the first half of last night's Spurs-Knicks game. So what are the three things that I took away from that first opening frame and that second period? And honestly, there really wasn't much to take away. If you're looking for something positive, I'll try my best. But here are three things that I liked. And one thing, for sure, a lot more things I didn't like regarding your silver and black against the Knicks out in MSG. The first one was defense. Defense, defense, defense. That's one of the takeaways from the first half. Uh, it was non-existent. I mean, the Spurs just simply were not showing up and stopping New York in that first half. In the first quarter, the Knicks shot 52% on your silver and black. Not a good way to start the opening frame. Well, the Spurs just simply couldn't connect on anything 38% shooting from the field. But defensively, that's our focus right now to allow the Knicks to hit 52 percent of their shots the Knicks went five for nine from the three line sound familiar didn't that sound like how Indiana just went rampant on the Spurs uh in that last game from the three line the Knicks were doing that in the first quarter so they were not preventing or at least defending up the jump shots they were not stopping the three line they were not getting out that and then you know just look at the rebounding stat just in the first quarter alone the Spurs were out rebounded 12 to 7 so yeah not taking not cleaning the glass not defending the perimeter, not defending the three line. Spurs defense was non-existent. At half, though, you know, the Spurs did up their shooting percentage up to 50% while the Knicks cooled off a bit. But the, the Knicks hit a few more threes in that second, uh, well, the first half and then that second quarter, nine threes entering the half. It was just, just a bad mix, just a bad mix. So that's the first takeaway of the first half is lack of defense. Takeaway number two, where was the bench? Spurs had zero bench production in the first half versus New York. Second takeaway, Wimbayama laid an egg. He did not have a good uh, first half versus New York. He finished in 15 minutes with two points. It was a minus 16 in the plus minus category. 0 for 5 from the field. 0 for 3 from the three line. Uh, he went to the free throw line twice. He had them both. Uh, he had four rebounds, two assists. And yeah, just was not lighting it up at MSG. You know, that's fun. It's so funny we were talking about this, uh, that being the second takeaway in the first half, is that I spoke with some New York media, and it was more about what Wimbayama could do in MSG 
and how he could light up uh, MSG with a phenomenal play, hoping that he would duplicate what he did versus Phoenix. Did not happen, at least in the first half. Just laid an egg. Laid an egg was pretty much a non-factor for your Spurs in the first half. So, yeah, you got poor defense. You got your prize pick, Victor Wimbayama, not showing up. Yeah, not a good way to start the first half versus New York. And finally, take away from that first half, turnovers. The Spurs turned the ball over eight times in the uh, opening periods. Uh, that, uh, you know, you, you just you can't do that. For a young team to cough up the ball like that and to give New York those uh, opportunities to score in transition or, or why not just, just not valuing the ball. You had uh, with the Spurs again with eight total turnovers, allowing New York to score seven points off those eight turnovers. So yeah, that that's not a good thing as well. So you have just a bad mix: poor shooting, lack of defense, New York hitting threes, turning the ball over, not cleaning up the glass in the first half. Yeah, that's going to lead to a first half score of your Spurs fifty-one, the New York Knicks sixty-five. The largest lead for the Knicks in the first half, twenty-one points. Yeah. Not a good way to start uh, that game versus New York. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how they do in that second half. Coming up next, we'll look at that second half and uh, pretty much put a bow on the game and then bring in our guest, Ro Dominguez of the AP. We're going to be asking, is it cool? Is it all right that the Spurs are hovering around 500? And no surprise, more Wemby talk. Coming up next on Lockdown Spurs. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Josh picked and uh, well, picked out for us for this week's eBay Guaranteed Fits fantasy picks of the week so who did he pick he has dylan brooks on his list you know his shooting will not stick but Ime Udoka is pumping a lot of minutes into him he is getting steals and he is playing his role excellently and spurs fans definitely know who dylan brooks is after just simply dismissing when Miami saying that he's just tall so there is your fantasy pick from uh josh lloyd but yeah, Josh Lloyd, what he's going to do over there at Fantasy Basketball, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, he's going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about getting each player being the perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So what is your dream ride? What's a memory of your car you loved? Whatever it is, you know that car is your baby. And you remember the times when you had to fix the car to keep it running or you wanted that cool upgrade you really wanted. Well, that's where you have to go to eBay Motors right now. With over 122 million parts uh, for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motor has it. With an eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive and go to ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to a Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. It's morphin' time. 
And we're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with the second half recap and full game um, recap. And yeah, it wasn't pretty. Spurs lost. They got trounced 126 to 105. It basically was more of the same in the second half. Poor defense. Uh, Wimbayama really not being a factor at all. And uh, turnovers, uh, credit to the Knicks. They only had, I believe, what, four turnovers for the entire game. That's it. Well, the Spurs had 13. And let's go into what is the first takeaway for the second half. Again, defense again. Spurs with 19 points allowed, given to the Knicks off 13 turnovers. They couldn't get back in transition. Uh, scoring as far as stopping the Knicks from scoring. Uh, Knicks scored 30-plus points in the third period, 34 points. Got out, the Spurs, that is, got out scored by the Knicks, 34-21 to in the third frame. Now, credit the Spurs. So this is point number two. Now, they did show some will to come back and outscored the Knicks in the fourth quarter 33 to 27 they cut the one time largest lead of the Knicks by 30 points down to 15 16 points it just wasn't enough uh careless turnovers down the stretch uh fouls uh, you know that were didn't go the Spurs way and uh that's all she wrote you know it really was just uh just another ugly game for this uh, team shooting that's the third takeaway shooting Nine for 34 from your Spurs from the three line. That's good for 26%. 48% from the field uh, for the game, while the Knicks connected on 19 three-pointers. 19 three-pointers the Knicks connected on. Perimeter defense right there, missing in action. And, uh, yeah, well, you put it all together, you, again, poor defense. Lack of shooting. Wimbayama not a factor. You know, Wimbayama, he didn't score his first field goal until the second half late third period he really wasn't that good he's had a bad now a couple bad games in a row right now so that's something to keep an eye on third loss in a row for your spurs spurs now fall to three and five on the season the next face the wolves this friday out in san antonio for the first uh, tournament game the playing tournament game but yeah you know it's just uh, another ugly night for your spurs i mean they were down 30. this is becoming an issue now they got blown out by 40 or more already twice this season and now they had a deficit of 30 points they called back in but still to find themselves down by 30 uh in a game not good not to mention the fact that they've blown leads look at the toronto game that went to overtime uh hopefully this is just a little bump in the road in their development look this shouldn't be too you know surprising here we all knew that this was going to be a you know a continuation of the development and getting the team going and look they're dealing with Adjusting to Wimby, Wimby adjusting to them. You know, Devin Vassell, he came back uh, for the game. He wasn't really playing that many minutes, I believe. He totaled 12 minutes for the game. So, four points off the bench, mind you. So, yeah. Trey Jones, 25 minutes, 6 for 11 shooting, 0 for 2 from the three line. Uh, 12 points. He did have five assists and no turnovers. So, you know, just uh, not enough. Just wasn't enough. So, those are some takeaways from the second half. Same old, same old lack of defense. Can't connect on shots. Wimby was not being Wimby, and the help did not help their cause. And several other players were pretty much missing, missing in action. Hopefully, the Spurs will regroup. Coming up next, we're going to bring in our guest. He is Raul Dominguez of AP Sports. We're going to talk to him. Is that is it good that the Spurs are kind of hovering around 500? You know, they're two games below. And uh, just some more Wimbayama talk right here on Locked on Spurs. We spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want to 
chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, Revatio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for your for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you are someone you love, would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for 20 bucks off your purchase. So don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, ongoing consultation and care. So go to jacemedical.com right now Use the code locked on for 20 bucks off your purchase. So I want to talk to you about Muslingers drive through coffee. You've got to go to Muslingers drive through coffee right now. Uh, so much to do there. They have a uh, mini donuts. They have a wide variety of drinks. They have dairy alternatives. They have so many specialty drinks like the alien an honor of Victor Wimbayama. I heard it's really delicious. Full can of Red Bull though. Heads up. And they have the Red Bull Infused Lightning Series. Basically, those are just supercharged energy to get your day going and keep you power through your busy day. They have the Muslinger, which is the signature coffee. They have the Sub-Zero. That's in honor of UTSA's Frank Harris. They got it all. What more do you need to do, San Antonio? Go to Muslinger's Drive-Thru Coffee right now. 24-04,000 Oaks Drive. Open every day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's in the 281-1604 area. Again, if you're in San Antonio, as mentioned, they have a friendly staff. They're very active on social media, on X, threads, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. The list goes on and on. You want to follow follow them at Muslinger, S-A-T-X, all one word. Look over 300 five-star reviews. Cannot be wrong. Go to Muslingers right now, San Antonio. Proud local sponsor of Locked On Spurs. They proudly serve the San Antonio community. Go to Muslinger's Drive-Thru Coffee right now. 24-04,000 Oaks Drive. Open every day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Go there right now. Life's too short for bland coffee. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked on Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And as promised, we now have Raul Dominguez of AP Sports making his Locked on Spurs debut. Raul, welcome to Locked on Spurs. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, what, what talk about a first debut with a loss to the Knicks like that? Yeah, it hasn't been a fun week for the Spurs fans. It has not been a fun week. The Spurs are three and five right now, thanks to that loss in New York. Um, you know, try not to put on recent bias goggles on, but technically the Spurs are hovering around five hundred at three and five after the loss to New York. Uh, isn't that what everybody kind of wanted? What was that whole chatter ahead of the season and with Wemby and, and winning the lottery? Like, we can stay near 500. That's good progress. But Spurs are acting like the sky is falling. Is it a good thing that this team is hovering around 500 to start the season? Yeah, I mean, you, you look at some of the other teams that, that are around 500. I mean, uh, New York just uh, got to 500 with the win. So it, it's, it's a little tough going early on for a, a lot of teams. Yeah, um, I think obviously with Wemby, 
people had such high expectations for the Spurs. They expected them, I guess, to come out and yeah, almost go undefeated. But th- this is the youngest team in the league, so 500 is is actually a pretty good start for for this group. So I know it yeah, doesn't yeah. Seem, no it doesn't seem that way, but it is. Yeah, I know getting uh, clubbed in the head by 40 or more twice already this season and then being down by 30 and then losing a 20-point lead to Toronto at home, that leaves a sour taste a lot in the fan base. And I'm pretty sure you you as well and me too, you know, seeing this young team uh, take its lumps. And I guess we're still having some sort of shell shock from last year's tank season where they were just getting, uh, you know, curb stomped almost daily. Hopefully this trend, that trend won't pick up again and they'll get on their groove. My fear, though, Raul, is this, is that it's still early in the season. Yay, you know, learn your lessons now, but Mm -hmm. those power teams are going to settle in soon. Those teams on the rise, your Kings, your Pelicans, uh, you know, John Morant will be back. They'll start increasing while the Spurs are sputtering. Like right now is the time they should be pouncing on this opportunity, Raul. What are your thoughts? Um, Yeah, I mean, the thing is with, like, with Pop, way with pop does it with his teams is they he always tries to get them to to start playing well come postseason time i'm sure he's got something similar in mind for this group um but it's it's just again this is a young team um, i think right now it's more learning pop is still kind of learning how wimby what wimby likes he's still learning how sohan can handle that point uh, position so um it, it's it's they, they, in a way, they should be doing better because if you think think about last season, last season they started off what five and two, yeah, um, with uh, you know a group that wasn't as talented, but at the same time teams weren't expecting them to be that good last year. This year everyone's coming out. I mean, right. uh, Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks, you know, before the game he talked about, you know, how he's going to handle Wemby. You look at Hart, uh, Hartenstein, you can tell he took it personal as well. Like teams, teams want to beat the Spurs, you know, because they see all the hype that that Wimby has. So they're, they're getting every team's best shot. Whereas last year, maybe some teams were kind of uh, lulled into sleep. Uh, this year, everybody wants to beat the Spurs. They want to be able to, to do what the Knicks fans uh, were doing tonight, which is shouting uh, overrated to Wimby. Mm-hmm. Which he obviously is not, but uh, you know, teams, teams want to beat the Spurs. And so mm-hmm. I, I think early on, I, I think all these losses are, are good for them. Uh, I thought they were going to kind of turn a, a corner uh, after they beat Phoenix. They're able to come back. Right. Beat Phoenix the first game and then hold on to beat them the second game, mm-hmm. but if anything, they've regressed from since then, which is kind mm-hmm. of surprising. But at the same time, uh, these are, you know, this is the youngest team again. This is the youngest team, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, as high school football coaches say, you know, you never know what a what's in the mind of a seventeen year old. You know, someone in nineteen, twenty, twenty one, uh, you have no yeah. idea what's going on. Yeah, he is Raul Dominguez of AP Sports. Make sure to follow him on X. You see that name at the bottom of your screen. A B R. I guess it's A B. Uh, yeah, it's dad, just, is it? Yeah, it's uh, the initials from my kids, Alina, Bea, and RJ. So there you go. Make sure to follow him on X. Do it right now. Great follow. He'll tell you all things about the Spurs and so much more. By the way, uh, Raul, before we transition to our next uh, topic, mm-hmm. sorry for uh, vomiting nerd all over you. So <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry no, about that. A lot of people. You were being cool about it. A lot of a lot of people that come on before we hit record, they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> this no, actually, actually, I like it. I have a room just like that, but uh, this isn't the room. I have another room where I've got. I mean, what you have is nothing compared to what I have. Oh, <laughs> it's well, now I have a reason, now, everybody, to go and knock on Rose's door mm-hmm. sometime this season to go mm-hmm. nerd out with him. But we're talking about all things silver and black. Yeah. Uh, before we transition into some Wimby talk, shocker, you know, but. Yeah. 
Uh, still want to talk about them being hovering around 500. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Look, I'm glad they showed some bite in that fourth quarter versus the Knicks. They cut that 30-point deficit down to about 15, 14 around there. They, yeah. Coming back and everything. But you could just see this is a team still in a work in progress. I keep on telling Spurs fans this and the listeners and watchers of, of, of Lowe's here that if you thought this team was out of the woods slash rebuild city because mm-hmm. they won the lottery, you have to think again because they're not out of the woods yet. This mm-hmm. is still a team franchise in rebuild mode. Maybe it's not capital letters, neon lights, underscored. We're in rebuild. Mm-hmm. It's softened a bit. You, know, you get Wimby, that helps. But yeah. I, I just see this is still a path. And them hovering around 300 for me is okay because that was kind of the trend of thought heading into this new season. Mm-hmm. You saw it. You heard it. You read it. If this team okay. can stay around 500, that's good progress for them. And you do see progress so far. Mm-hmm. The development of Vassell, how much they miss Vassell when he's mm-hmm. not on the court. Uh, you know, the, the, the education of Wimby. You know, he has that game versus Phoenix. Uh, but then he's one of the best clutch players. But then, you know, he lays an egg like he's, he did shooting from the field versus Knicks. And uh-huh. uh, then everybody shot horribly versus Indiana. So, yeah. but the point is, is nobody should be surprised right now that they're hovering around. I mean, nobody, everybody should be kind of ecstatic that mm-hmm. they're hovering around 500 uh, because at least they're not getting blown out of the water. What were your thoughts? Yeah, um, uh, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, I, I think people should see it. Um, you know, sort of the glass sort of half full rather than half empty. I mean, I mean, uh, like I said, last year, before last season, I told people that they were, the Spurs are going to be fun, but frustrating. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I figured, I think I even posted, you know, they're going to build 20-point leads. They're going to lose 20-point leads. They're going to lose, mm-hmm. by, get trailed by 20 points and come back. It was just, that was just their their nature. They're very competitive. Um, I didn't think it was going to be as bad this year where they're going to do that. I thought it might be a little closer but they're kind of doing the same thing again, where they, they're able to build big, big leads, but they can't hold them. They're able, I mean, they're falling behind and then they're, they're coming back. So it's still that same sort of youthful uh, mm-hmm. play, the inexperience. Uh, but again, you know, if you're around 500, you're in contention for a playoff spot. I mm-hmm. thought they could make the playoffs. You know, I thought maybe a seventh, eighth spot, you know, go maybe go through the, the play-in. But uh, I don't know that anybody thought that they were a championship team. If you did, you know, you're about two, three years too early. Yeah. Uh, but but this team obviously has got uh, some of the best young players in the, in mm-hmm. the, in the game. It, it's going to take a little bit to, to get them going. I was curious. I looked back at Tim Duncan's first year. They were, mm-hmm. they were five. And at this point, they were, uh, I believe it was five and two. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a uh, four-game winning streak. Um, but, you know, that's Tim Duncan with Robinson and Avery. Oh, yeah people like yeah. that you know it's, it's so it's going to take a while i mean your best player on this team is a 19 year old kid that's never played nba before mm-hmm. uh you yeah. know um, he should still be in college you know age-wise yeah. so it, it's it, it's good it's good that they're around 500 it's good that they're getting these experiences where they're kind of getting blown out um, one thing that i noticed that, that I, I sort of enjoyed seeing uh, i know we're going to talk about Wimby in a little bit but just his fight i mean he mm-hmm. he was mad i mean when quickly grabbed him by the arm. He threw his yeah. arm off. And then the other day when uh, Dennis Schroeder tried to pick him up, you know, he <laughs> didn't take his arm says, you know, I don't need your help. So Wemby's, Wemby's got some fight in him. Yeah. 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 Can't wait for him to put on that size, you know, mm-hmm. where he will get pushed around. Yeah. And, and I'm 
I'm glad you brought up Wemby. Let's go ahead and um, talk about our second si- segment here, and that is mm-hmm. Wimbayama. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the idea here, everybody, is we're going to try to find one surprising thing so far that we've seen through, uh, what is it now, eight games mm-hmm. of his NBA career. You are the guest, Raul, so take it away. What's one surprising thing? Is it that fight in him that you're mentioning right now? Uh, you know, I hadn't seen too much of him. Uh, you know, just saw highlights. But that fight is, is something that uh, he, he has that – he reminds me of Steph Curry in, in terms of that competitiveness, you know, with, with Kobe. You saw it in players like Kobe and uh, players like that. But but Steph, to me, even when he was younger, Steph would kind of, you know, because Steph was, you know, obviously shorter, but kind of a similar build, you know, kind of slight. But Steph never let anybody push him around, and people tried to push him or whatever. He'd fight back, and he'd get angry, and you could see he, he, got, mad, he got mad about things. Um, Wemby's showing that same kind of fight, so that competitiveness – uh, is big and it's going to help him down the line. That's one thing that surprised me. And the other thing that surprised me is just his defense. Obviously, he's able to block shots and mm-hmm. you know alter shots. But uh, I love the fact that uh, he's sort of like the the Norman Dale uh, Hoosiers coach in in the movie. Norman Dale would love him because he's in that defensive stance. He's low. Mm-hmm. He's got his arms out. He stays in front of his defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, is the, the player he's guarding. Uh, and he's just – he's very sound defensively. He's very fundamental, uh, fundamentally sound defensive-wise. Defensive and uh, you don't always see that with young players. You know, it takes them a while to sort of know what to do defensively and put that effort in there. Uh, the fact that he has uh, those defensive fundamentals uh, – I mean, because if he didn't have those fundamentals, obviously he could just block somebody's shot or, you know, with his quickness, yeah. come up to him. But, but he's doing everything just – fundamentally right uh, in order to set up those plays. And and the other thing was uh, that I noticed that I haven't really seen since uh, Kawhi is uh, he's got that long reach, but he never gets caught in the cookie jar, so to speak. He's never, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get the ball and, and, and getting a ball foul uh, calling him. He's, he's just a very good at, at knowing when to sort of stick his hand in there, uh, how, how to avoid fouls and, and how not to give, um, players, you know, extra shots, you know, extra free throws. Mm-hmm. So his, his defensive uh, fundamentals is, to me, I, I, again, I only saw highlights of his offense. His defense, to me, uh, mm-hmm. this is a kid that's going to be defensive player of the year multiple, mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah, we, we don't have to tell the uh, listeners and viewers of the show right now that they, they've been putting it all over the place on social media, mm-hmm. the statistical stats, the stats, excuse me. On when uh, him altering shots and shooting uh-huh. percentages near him, I mean it's just insane. So to your point, yeah, he is already at 19 years old, being a defensive force uh-huh. in the NBA. And the the scary thing about it, he's only going to get better. Yeah. You know, this this clunker he had versus the Knicks and the clunker he had against the Indiana, those you know will sort itself out. They'll you know it, it shock everybody. Guess what? Even if he when he hits five six years into the league. That's going to happen. He's going to have bad nights, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's just part of life in the NBA for an NBA player. So you like the trajectory defensively. He is just Uh a monster. And Raul, you nailed in the head. Just, uh, you know, I'm surprised too. the passing lanes, the length, the use of the length, uh, just, you know, for me, and I'll get to my point in a few minutes, is when we see him at the uh, the frost, uh, you and me, and we're watching him. And I love how he forces players to second guess. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. Like, they'll dribble, dribble, and then they'll stop, and then be, okay, they'll back up. You know, or mm-hmm. they'll, they'll stop, and they'll start, okay, I got to pass out of this. I'm mm-hmm. looking for a cutter, somebody. So he's yeah. really, really altering uh, things for the Spurs on the defensive end. Offensively, yeah. it'll come. Hopefully, he'll have more Phoenix Knights more often than not. 
as the season moves on. For me, what's surprising me so far is his post-game uh, demeanor. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a win or whether it's a loss, mm-hmm. he seems to be very even keel. Mm-hmm. So let's just say, for example, uh, you know they're coming off a big win in San Antonio, and they just you know club the defending champs, Denver. We use them for example. You know, I bet you anything if that happens, he'll probably come back out and, and roll. You've seen this kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, we did good, we did good. You know, my teammates are involved. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's just how he is. In a loss, the exact same way. Well, we got to look at the film. We have to look, and I like that he's just very even keeled. Maybe it's still early in his in his NBA career, and maybe he doesn't want to ruffle feathers in front of you and me, and you know, in front of the media. Uh, but that's what has really surprised me the most. The only quirk in my take, though, is that when I speak to the French media that sits with us uh, post game mm-hmm. row, they tell me whenever he's speaking to them in French. I don't know if they told you this too, in the French, uh, in his native tongue, that he's a lot more emotional with them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know, maybe he's putting a mask up for the American uh, reporters and then for the French reporter, he's more at ease. But nevertheless, I like how unflappable he is. Wins and losses, he's ta- he's taking it even keel. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? No, I was going to say, you know, uh, when you say that, doesn't he kind of remind you of Duncan in that way? Like yeah. Tim, after a win, after a loss, mm-hmm. it's always like, okay, okay, okay. Is that it? Okay. You know, yeah. but it wouldn't, Tim was always very even keel. Like, you know, he answered your questions, you know. Mm-hmm. Always make sure to, to point out the teammate that did well, uh, you know, but he'd always say, well, you know, next game, let's go. Like, uh, And the other thing about Wimby that reminds me also about Duncan is uh, Wimby already has all the Spurs sayings down, you know, pop, uh, pound the rock, the rock yeah. uh, team ball, team you know, ball, off, yeah. you know, next Defense. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. He he's definitely, he's definitely, he is the, the perfect Spurs player. Yeah, again, everybody, he's only going to get better. So to sum up, hovering around 500 should be a good thing. That's it what is. Spurs fans expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, basically, especially coming off a tank season. And mm-hmm. then two, uh, there's a lot more. In my opinion, I think there's going to be a lot more surprises ahead for everybody yeah. with Wemby. And he develops, you know, you're going to see different facets of his game, his personality, his leadership. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, everybody, he's a teenager. Bro, sometimes you and I are sitting together in that conference room. I have to repeat in my head, he's 19 years old. He's 19 uh-huh. years old, you know, and because he's a teenager. So it's not, look, look, I get the comparisons to Duncan and Robinson because they were the number one pick. I get all that, you know, highly touted and heralded. But, man, different men, basically. Just different yeah. men, different scenarios, different yeah, team cause, situations. Cause, yeah, because Tim, you know, spent four years in college before he came to the Spurs, and then yeah. David had the the – four years in Navy and then a two year Naval commitment before he came. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, they, they all definitely had, have good head on their shoulders, but as far as just sort of being used to that competitive play, you know, sort of being more of a, uh, you know, more kind of an adult and Mm -hmm. kind of seeing things differently. Like he's still, like you're saying, he's still a teenager. I mean, he's 19 years old. I mean, think of, I think of what I was at 19 years old and and Mm -hmm. where I'm at now. I mean, it's, you know, at 19, you're, you're still trying to figure everything yeah. out. So, you know, yeah. I, I can't imagine, you know, being 19 years old and being in the spotlight that he is. No, oh, yeah. But yet sure. he's handling it so well. He's, he's so gracious with everyone. He's mm-hmm. he's friendly with everyone. You know, he's nice to uh, everybody. Mm-hmm. He's he's taking it all in. You know, he's, he's very quick to, to um, point out, hey, this isn't about me. This is about us, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed 
uh, and impressed by by his demeanor. You brought up, uh, you know, you thinking back when you were 19 and what you were doing. When I was 19, I was uh, collecting comics and watching cartoons. Things haven't changed. I was going to say, still so have I. not changed so at all. <laughs> at all. He is Raul Dominguez of AP Sports. Make sure to follow him on X. You see it at the bottom of the screen. A-B-R-J-S. Dad. Those are his kids' initials. Dad. Uh, good follow. Great guy. Uh, you, you know, very interactive on social media. He will chat with you, and he's really good about helping the local community here in San Antonio. Okay, I can't let you go because you opened up a, cran a can of nerd worms here. What's in that special room you got? Oh, I've got everything. I've got a lot of Marvel stuff. I'm a huge Marvel uh, guy. I got a lot uh, of stuff. Stan Lee stuff. I've got Wolverine, Deadpool. Uh, I've got other big thing for me is Star Wars. I got a lot of, uh, you know, stuff from the original. I got stuff from the Mandalorian. I guess the other big thing I got is the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. So nice. It, nice. It's just it's just packed in there with stuff, and I sort of been building stuff. So whenever I, 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 my wife doesn't want to hear it, but whenever I pass away. I want my grandkids to be able to pick things out yeah. that they want. So hopefully, hopefully, they're a, a nerd like me, but a cooler nerd. Again, he is uh, Raul Dominguez. Make sure to follow him on uh, X at A B R J S Dad. Do it right now. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Sports your first listen each and every day. We're available everywhere you find your uh, favorite podcasts, including YouTube, the Ken's Buy Plus app, Spotify, iTunes, the list goes on and on. We'll be back tomorrow, likely to look ahead at that first Spurs uh, tournament play-in game. That court's going to be wild, Raul. You know it's coming. That court's <laughs> going to be wild. Uh, so stick right here on Locked On Spurs. Likely more Wemby talk. Nobody should be surprised. Mm -hmm. So for Raul Dominguez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.